The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. <laughs> Oh, yes. Another episode. Can you believe we've done 40 of these now? Well, this, this is, is our 40th. This is our 40th. We've done yeah. 40 episodes of Canadian AF, also known as Canadian as fuck. Can you believe well, we, this? Well, we still have to get through this one. We've, <laughs> we've started. We've officially started. And as far as things go, as far as I'm concerned, we're live and we've done 40 episodes. So there you go. Uh, Craig G. Craig G. here with you uh, alongside Dimitri Alexiu, who's just a wonderful, uh, wonderful person that, of course, we uh, have talked about six million times. We adore him. Uh, beside me, uh, dear friends of the program, Scott Comer has joined us tonight, filling in, filling in, yes, yes, golf claps, golf claps, filling in uh, for our beloved Derek Lewis. Uh, Scott, of course, is a lead man in charge of a fantastic band that we adore here at Revolution Radio called The Aww. Scary Loud. Um, Evelyn Ross, this is super, super exciting. Thank you so much for joining us. We Thank really appreciate you. it. A round of applause. <laughs> Dimitri, start clapping. Thank you so much. Uh, round of applause. <laughs> there we go. Uh, thank you for joining. Yes, uh, up against the glass. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Um, against we, the fence. Against uh, the fence. So we appreciate you being here tonight. As you can see, the thank show has already me. gone off the rails. We just started. So good luck to you, my friend. Um, we are going to uh, get things going because we got a lot of great music to get to. And we uh, we want to speak to our brand new bestie here at the radio station. So, uh, Dimitri, if you don't mind, land acknowledgement, please. Yes, we acknowledge that the land in which Canadian as fuck is meeting is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. And we also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Thank you very much, my friend. Greatly appreciate it, as always. Um, we got introduced to this uh, lovely person by, I believe, Dimitri. You're going to have to take it away here, my friend, because I believe it was a mutual friend uh, oh, yeah. between you and Emlyn. Well, yeah. yeah uh, well, well, I don't know how much this is worth our listeners hearing, but the thing is, I Evelyn, Let Evelyn them know. Ross, and, Let them know. Evelyn, Evelyn Ross, and I have a mutual a mutual friend named Nam Hoa. Okay, and Love uh, Nam. and like everybody seems to know Nam. Yeah. I go, I go, 
I go, all right, Nam and I go, Nam and I throughout the pandemic went on a lot of long walks throughout the city. Oh, wow. And, and it's alarming the amount of people who recognize him and say hello. <laughs> you know, is it alarming? <laughs> <laughs> it's alarming. It's alarming. He's a, he, yeah, he delivers the mail. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But everybody seems to know him, you know? Cool. And so, I don't know. It's not worth our listeners knowing how Evelyn knows him. But, like, I guess, <laughs> but if Evelyn wants to say how she knows him. Well, I used to play soccer with him. I used to play co-ed soccer. That makes so total was, sense. Yeah. Total so sense. Friday night soccer with Nam. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um we should get started with one or yep. with uh, one of the songs off of her new EP. Oh, and Evelyn, you're mm-hmm. the the record release party for this EP is what day? It's this coming Saturday, January twenty eighth, at the Stealth Lounge, the Pilot, the, the Stealth oh. Lounge, in the in the Pilot. Yep. Okay. Upstairs at the Pilot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, everybody, um, well, we it's found- available. Yeah, it's available. I found this on a streaming platform. Um, the, the, the EP is called against the fence and, uh, let's just like, this is one of my favorites on the EP easily. Uh, this is, uh, Evelyn Ross with let's fall in love off of her new EP against the fence on Canadian as fuck on revolution radio. Thank you. Figured out by now, this I know I'm likely to up and try to steal the show When I'm on stage, you're my biggest fan You're the rock where both my feet stand Holding on tight when you're going all in Your hand in my hand is where we begin And when the dark tugs and twirls at your mind Two of a kind But these walls become sand at our feet I'd do it all again without missing a beat Let's fall in love, let's fall in love Again and again, I've got you baby There ain't no better man, I've got the rhythm And you got the rhyme living We meet in the stars, in the here and now When we're together, the earth meets the sky We got it all, baby, but it's you and I
Canadian as fuck on Revolution Radio. That was Evelyn Ross from her brand new EP called Against the Fence. And that was the song Let's Fall in Love. And welcome to the show, Evelyn. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Yeah. um, So I've been reading your bio on your website and Mm -hmm. um, you you were pretty serious about music from a very young age. Like you, you sold your car and all right. It says a few worldly (laughs) possessions. I don't know what those worldly possessions were, but you sold them. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) And you child, it was a child. Yeah. Yeah, So you moved to Barbados, you moved, you, you sold your car and moved to Barbados with a loose plan to record jingles for Bahan radios. What, what as a young girl drew you to Barbados? Um, it was actually uh, my girlfriend and I were singing together in a band. And um, yeah, like she, it was a long, long story, but let's just say she was a very pretty girl down on the beach uh, in Barbados with her boyfriend at the time. And a gentleman came up to her and said, you know, started talking, whatever. And it turned out he was the engineer for Eddie Grant for the, uh, I'm going to walk yeah. down to Electric Avenue. Oh, yeah, wow. he lived yeah, down there. Right. So. We, know, we know Eddie Grant, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. so he, so he said, you know, you should, you know, anyway, they got to talking, she's in a band, blah, blah, blah. You should come down here. I can get you hooked up with jingles and doing jingles and stuff. So she came home and told me about it. We were like, we should just do it. Like, why not? And so that's kind of how the plan came together. He was supposed to find us a house. We ended up not finding a house. He felt we ended up living with the engine, with the sound engineer at the studio, um, you lived. You lived at the studio. You lived at the no, no. studio. <laughs> no, no, with the sound engineer and his girlfriend in the house, and yeah, the rest is sort of history. So yeah, we we were doing jingles at the time and um, yeah. getting paid like ten US bucks a minute for studio time. So pretty good gig. Well, that's you were a teenager. That's I was pretty 22. awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you weren't a teenager. <laughs> no. <laughs> did you uh, Did you ever run into your car since? Have you ever? No. That's no. A good question. And no. I wonder if your car like understood, like probably had some hard feelings at the time, but very in upset, hindsight, would be like, you know what? I would have, yeah, I would have done that too. Gone down to Barbados. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that sounds for like sure. that sounds like. Oh, that sounds like an awesome experience for a young person. Um. How long how long did that last? We were there almost six months. Okay. Um, and it, it's a really crazy story because honestly, like it's just it, the stones came down yeah. about two weeks after we got there. Yeah. Yeah. So we Talk had about hung with them. All right, all right, right. Be, all right. Tell spill more about <laughs> the, about the yeah, more about the Rolling Stones, please. Oh, I thought you meant the Flintstones. <laughs> Okay, this makes way more sense. Okay, okay, okay. I would have been equally impressed. Um, Actually, um, yeah, so it was just, again, just like sort of right place, right time, completely that. So the people that he, so this guy didn't end up getting us a house. We got off the plane. He had been promising us a house of our own. We ended up having to stay with this woman and this other, do you remember an artist? I think he was kind of big in the 80s. He was sort of a one hit wonder. Glenn Johansson. Does that name ring a bell? Johansson. Hmm. He was Johansson. a Torontonian. Okay. I kind of remember. I, kinda, I feel like that's I'm ringing a, a fine bell. line. That's 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 ringing a bell. That's yeah. ringing a bell. Yeah. 
So I think the song was actually called Walking a Fine Line. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, he was the engineer at Eddie Grant's studio. So because we were living with him, I can't really tell the whole story on, on radio, like um, if anyone. <laughs> but let's just say that, the, the, that Mick Jagger came over for something, nothing sexual, but just for something. And, um, and anyway, we ended up hanging out that night because he had flown into the island and obviously knew the sound engineer and his girlfriend who we were living with. And so that's it. They came down and they wrote Steel Wheels um, there, most of it. And uh, we were we got yeah. to hang out at the studio while they wrote it. Cool. Yeah. And nothing bad happened. I mean, we were really good girls, actually. <laughs> Honestly, boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couple of good Canadian girls, eh? Just hanging mm-hmm. out with the Rolling good Stones. Good Canadian girls. Well, they had their they had their their models flown in, so mm. we we weren't uh, yeah we I were as, as we as we, well, yeah as as you do <laughs> you know <laughs> I I exactly. yeah my I'm 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 not as rich as the Rolling Stones, so like I have to give my models like bus fare, you know, to get them all to <laughs> my uh, to go. my you models know? are dogs like, nice. like for calendars <laughs> like dog calendars <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was an experience. I'm not going to lie, and you know, you when you're that age, you don't you don't really understand sort of how major of an experience it really is. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. like Steel Steel Wills ended up being a huge album for the Stones. I saw that. Like, too. Yeah, yeah, it was big. I yeah. saw that too. Yeah. That was at the CNE Grandstand. Yeah, actually, oh, um, uh, Living Living Color. Remember, everybody remember Living Color, the band? Yeah, yeah. They, that was a big break up, for them. That was a for big the break. For them. But they played the Roger Center that one. Yeah, I went yeah. to it as well. And yeah, we that's went, right. We yeah, that's stage. right. So the first time they 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 did two legs uh, because it you're was right. so I popular. Think you're right. And uh, yeah, the first one I saw true. was at uh, CNE Grandstand, and the second one was at Rogers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The snow. No, actually, sorry, Evelyn. I'm going to say Sky Dome. Uh, it, it was, was at the, the Sky, Sky Dome. Dome. Forget yes. Rogers Center. Pfft, right. Pfft, true. Pfft, true. Pfft, that's what it's yeah, called. The Dome. Um, the Dome. <laughs> so I just found it. Yeah. It was actually uh, Johansson, just so you know, was the name of the band. No and, first uh, name? And no Walking walk the Fine Line. Glenn, but yes. Walking mm-hmm. the Fine Line. Yeah. Cool. Then that was nineteen eight. Next week on Canadian as fuck, you know? Exclusively so Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A Johansson special. So yeah. if we may, I'd like to talk about this record. Um, yeah. So when did the writing process for this record start? Um, actually, in COVID, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I. Uh, it was sort of like, you know, I guess I had started a couple of, you know, I've been writing for a while already. And then um, COVID hit and we just, I just had tons of time. And so. Um, Can I stop point, you there for a second? What's yeah. COVID? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if I had, if don't I, interrupt the story. I had, if I had a, if I had um, the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember like Barbara Walters like interrupting her interviewees with with like with like jokes. <laughs> like, so, like, anyway, go ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, so we, we, you know, I was, I was spending quite a bit of time just sort of on my own, obviously not getting out, not doing, you know, the normally like I, I we actually, I am in a couple, well, in a cover band I've been in for about 20 years, over 20 years. And so we play a lot and we get a lot of gigs and stuff and, you know, have quite a bit of fun with that, but obviously nobody was Evolu- Evolution? Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, and so 
um, it just gave me a lot of time to write. So Let's Fall in Love was actually written like one day I just went for a walk and basically the entire, like I would say three quarters of the song sort of just like kind of came into my head as is, as you hear it. Yeah. The thing about Let's Fall in Love that I, I think, I think gives it, it's like one of the things that gives it its charm because it gets a very charming song, but it's like just this very simplistic um, guitar, guitar triad, like arpeggio thing going on in the background. It's like, that's kind of constant that sort of mm-hmm. gives the song its momentum. And mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that, that when you went for a walk, you heard that arpeggio, you know? No, no, no? I wouldn't say that. No. So, I think so like do you typically have, definitely... yeah. sorry, sorry, you typically have, you have typically have melody and lyrics first sort of thing. And then when you write, um, yeah, like I would say um, the melody always, um first and Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they come separately like the lyrics will come on their own and then a melody will come and then they don't always fit together right away or i don't i don't know that they fit together right away and then yeah sometimes it's just sort of like these pieces of the puzzle that kind of fit together that's how i see it anyway it just sort of they're meant for each other and then do you sit down with a guitar or something afterwards to to yeah i play guitar guitar based yeah yeah, so I play them, I play them, and then, um, and I generally, like, I would say they're usually pretty, like, almost done, if not fully done, like, 98% done when I take them to, or more, when I take them to Marie, who is my producer, uh, Marie Foster, and um, good friend also, you know, I've been we've been friends for a really long time, so he understands sort of how to interpret my music, um, play, or at least does- what I'm trying to say. Does he play soccer on Fridays? He does, not with me, but okay. <laughs> plays someone with another team. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to make yeah, of you tonight, Dimitri. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, it's all it's all good. Sorry, Evelyn. Okay. Yeah. So that's sort of that's sort of how that came to be. So that song, you know, came. It was almost done but actually i will say that i have a co-writer on that song too so my friend um megan call your fans will help me with that one as well well kudos to her as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh so now did did your do you feel that your time in the in barbados like did that did that influence your musical your musical development like other than like working with like did you work with eddie grant or just no or just no, no, no. You, okay no yeah no i wouldn't say i mean like it was really you know we were there for bit for we were doing jingles and they were they were silly jingles you know like whatever i don't even remember things about toothpaste and things like that so we weren't really like i wasn't really exploring my musical talents or my creative talents let's say while i was there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and frankly <laughs> you know it was a lot of fun things to do in Barbados when you're 22. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Music wasn't number one or not. Okay. Exactly anyway. oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always have to ask the question. I'm sure you may have been asked a gazillion times and I'm sorry, but I do always okay. love to find out from musicians, especially songwriters who were some of your earliest influences. Um, yeah. So I would say, I mean, like, honest to God, I don't even, it, it started as a very young girl. My dad was really into music. So he had tons and tons and tons of albums and eight track tapes. Um, and you know, I used to listen to them incessantly and just like write down all the words and like try to learn 
everything. So I'm, we're talking like everything from honestly, like Bobby Vinton and like all of the big bopper and all the stuff from the fifties, like uh, rock and Robin, all that stuff, all the way through to like, you know, Neilion, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Cheryl Crow, like all that stuff. So it's just kind of like all been incorporated. I've been sort of a musical junkie for a long time. Worked in a record store for years. So like, no, oh, a lot. which one? Which one? Yeah. Sam the Record Man. In oh, Michigan you work in Sam's. Nice. nice. Yeah. Like, like did, the, yeah. Young, the Young Street location or? Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Another. No, dear... like in Richmond Hill. Sorry. The oh, okay. Young Street in Richmond Hill. Yeah. Got up it. north. Not got in, it. Got not it. Got on it. the actual, yeah, the main place. Was that up around 16th Avenue? Yep, that's exactly that's where it right. Was. I remember that one. Yeah, I used to work at Cosmo Music actually. So, did the you old, really? The old, the old, the old Cosmo Music. Yes, store I Young know. 16th. I used to go yeah. in there all the time. Yeah, yeah, I used to work there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I, I worked in basically every music store. That it was always a running joke with all my pals in the music industry. If I worked at every music store except for Long and McQuaid, that's <laughs> the only one I haven't worked at. <laughs> worked at, wow. worked, that, worked yeah. at Steve's. I worked at Just Drums. I worked at Walters. I worked at Cosmo. Wow. I worked. Yeah, yeah. It's a hilarious joke. Yeah, but um. <laughs> um <laughs> You know yeah. what, Dimitri? Oh, I'm coming after you now, buddy. That's it. All right. The gloves are off. Here we go. No, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I'm just wondering in regards to like, yeah, I always wonder um, about influences because l- that's one of the things I love about listening to this record. There's a million things that you can kind of pull from the sounds on this yeah. record. Like the, the, next, yeah. the next song that we're going to play, I absolutely adore because to me, huh. it literally feels like an Indigo Girls tune. And I love oh. the Indigo Girls. I love them. Oh, well, thank you. The harmonies in the song, the feel of it, the acoustics, just the the way that the song was recorded. It just it it literally it feels like I'm I'm listening to the Go Girls. So, but anyway, it well, I'm glad it's you. Thank you so, very much. Yeah, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we're called Canadian as fuck. Um, is there? Are we? Uh, uh, yeah, we are. Uh, as a, <laughs> I'm right, in the wrong a, place. <laughs> I think I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, I I deserve that. But uh, but um, all right. So let's call a, a truce, Dimitri. Let's call a truce. Okay. <laughs> as a Canadian musician, Evelyn, um, what what are some things that you think that the Canadian music scene does well to support musicians, and what are th- some things that you think that they could do better? Great question. Oh, I wish I could. Uh, yeah, it is a good question. I wish I had a snappy answer for you. Um, you know what? I'm going to be really honest about it. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, like as from an independent artist perspective, this is pretty new ground for me. Like, I, I, I'll be honest, like I wrote in my 20s and then sort of stopped and had a bunch, you know, a couple of kids and sort of got into my career and really spent a lot of time there. And music in terms of like, you know, what I was doing with it was really mostly covers, right? So I was just looking, you know, getting into venues, playing regularly, and we were doing a ton of corporate stuff and we still do all of that. Um, so in terms of like the independent artist experience, I'm probably like, you know, I'm kind of really a novice and, and I wish, so I wish I had some snappy things that I could contribute, but I honestly don't know. All I know is that it's a sea out there. It's an absolute sea of people. And so it's sort of like, I feel like, you know, as far as just kind of going out there doing my thing, I think there's so much, there's such so much support and there is within the music community, people are very, very supportive of one another, even though there is just so many people, everybody sort of like has time to listen, you know, really support. I find that in my 
songwriting community, people are very supportive of their, of their, of, you know, their friends, their cohorts, um, other songwriters. And so from that point of view, I think we do pretty well, but I don't know, you know, I don't know beyond that in terms of like from a, from a on a larger scale, what, what we could do. Okay. Yet. Yeah. I wish I could tell you. I, I don't know yet. Well, that's great. The learning. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dimitri. I do tend to agree with that. You know, in in a lot of ways, I find that the, a lot of you know promoters and musicians, and you know, I'm I'm sure Scott's had a million of these experiences as well too, just like you have also, Evelyn. Of of like, you know, we hope and pray that the kind of philosophy for for especially for Canadians and Canadian talent, Canadian talent is that sort of uh, philosophy of like the the rising tide raises all boats kind of thing. You know what mm. I mean, and, and I'm hoping yeah. that that I'm I'm really hoping that that's the case because, you know, when I worked in radio back in the day, that's what we were all about. We were all about like if you if you're a Canadian artist, we're gonna hope and pray that we're gonna get to you, but at least give us your stuff so we can hear you and we can you know like get get your CD in front of us so that we can you know try and and do our best to to at least get you played on air, if not on regular rotation on maybe something like the you know, the live to air shows that I used to do. Um, that was one of the mm-hmm. great things about doing the club shows is we could play pretty much anything that, that we could get our hands on. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope that that's the case, but I, I do know that there's I a lot of, is. I do know yeah. there's a lot of things in the Canadian industry that, that could really be fixed. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And you know, like I think also, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just think that, you know, from a, you know, from the ground level where I sit and, you know, just in terms of like really kind of just breaking into the communities over the last couple of years, two, three years. Um, I just find that it's a very, they're very supportive communities. People really do lift each other up. And, and I think that's great. You know, I think it's, it, it's wonderful that we can find our pockets and find, you know, our audiences in, in that community and, and then beyond it to 10, six and beyond because we share, you know, we share communities together as well. How much, how much did you play live prior to COVID and since how much sort of have you done? Oh, quite a lot. Like I I do quite a lot. I mean, I, I'm really lucky that I have, you know, a really supportive partner and he, um, you know, so even when my kids were really little, like it was kind of consistent that we would, we would be out, you know, definitely not every weekend, but a few times a month, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, we had a some standing kind of, you know, gigs that we were always sort you know, of resi- residency kind Wednesday of thing. Night. Yeah. 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 Now, is this, and, is this and the so cover my, band or your, your, uh, the cover? Yeah. Okay. The cover band. So it was always like always covers up until I'm going to say like four or five years ago. Then I started introducing my, my originals and then it's now sort of swinging to, well, now I'm doing all original, but we still do cover stuff, um, you know, for the corporate gigs and things like mm-hmm. that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I played in cover cool. bands too for years. I loved it. It's fun. Okay, well, cool, cool. People get into it. Love it. They love it. Yeah. They love yeah. it. Oh, it's a good. Now. It's a good night out. It's a good night out. Yeah, for sure. And um, so before we before we go to your sec to play your second song, and mm-hmm. let you and and let you take your take the rest of your night to yourself. I just want to know, like, so what are some of your Canadian artists' favorites? What are some of your oh. favorite Canadian artists? Oh God. Um, well, I'm a big, I, I like, I love the women. I love a lot of the women, you know, Sarah Harmer, so do um, we. Yep. Kathleen Edwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Alanis Morissette. I mean, just, it never ends. There's just so many talented women. Um, and I can't even think, I mean, like even more locally, like Kathleen I noticed, Lee I noticed, and Angie Nessie. And, I noticed that our yeah. mutual friend Nam is in this, is in this, is in the chat on Twitch. 
and uh and he said his favorite his his favorite concert from last year was Alanis Morissette. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so fantastic. Serena Ryder, like there's just oh, an endless Chantal Kraviazuk. Yeah. Like no. there's just some there's so many talented women. But I'm also like a huge hip fan. Like I grew up with the hip. Uh, Neil here. Young, um, you know, spent countless hours. Legend. Yeah, 100%. Like, I just literally, Joni Mitchell, obviously the queen of Canada from, from uh, you know, like rock royalty kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so many, so many talented women. And, you know, and, and artists in general, right? Just, it's like, I, I think we've got, we in my cover band, we actually do that. Sometimes just do the entire show all canadian artists only mm. um and, and i so i'm a big believer in canadian Can, really just can it, so mm. you just focus on oh you could you'll we'll do, do an entire we'll do nights like that yep oh we'll very cool very canadian. cool yep yep mm -hmm. that's really all cool. right I've actually, I'm just in the process, sorry if you don't mind me saying so really quick, because I'm actually really excited. So I've been a musician for years, but I injured myself. So I've been getting oh, no. therapy and I finally oh. managed to get myself back to playing. And yeah. uh, he, Craig is a drummer. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so cool. I, um, yeah, I'm putting together a band. I'm in the process of putting together a cover band just to get back into it, just to have some fun. Good for and you. One of the, the artists that I, because I've got to have women in the band, right? Like I've got to have everybody mm -hmm. in the band. One of the, um, two of the artists that I, I'm going to have a lot of fun with, Human League and Animotion. Oh, yeah. Of everybody remembers Animotion, right? The beginning of fashion television. This is fashion television. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> the other one is a wonderful Canadian, Lorena McKennett, who oh, I yeah. absolutely adore. Right. So. Well, that's kind, of a, that's kind of a departure from Animotion. A little bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just a Quite little. Quite a bit. Quite a bit, actually, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, sorry. Well, Congratulations on this on this very 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 cool EP. Yeah, Against thank the you fence. so much. Do you mind just filling us in one more time in regards to the CD release party? Let us know uh, all the details, and we're yeah. going to put it up on the stream chat here so everybody can see it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so it's it's um, Saturday night, January twenty eighth. Um, tickets are still available. Um, twenty bucks a ticket, and you get a CD with it. Um, we've got some great, absolutely stellar talent uh in my band my band every single uh, one of them is is ta more talented than the next one um and uh and then i have an opening um my the guy that's opening the show tyler ellis also very well-known canadian local canadian um songwriter and uh performer um and yeah so it's at the pilot upstairs at the self lounge 7 p.m the doors open and it and, is going to rock and that's in yorkville Yorkville, yeah. Yeah. The pilot? Yeah, very, okay, got it. All right, we're going to yeah. read cool. that in the stream chat for sure, and we'll also put it up on the uh, on our radio station as well, revolutionradio.live. So, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Well, wonderful. thank yeah. thank you so much for, you for joining us tonight. Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too painful. And, no, uh, not at and, all. Uh, and so we're going to... So, yeah, so everybody make sure you get, you get over to the pilot on Saturday night, and that... And we're going to let Evelyn Ross go with, with the album closer from Against the Fence. This is Canadian as Fuck on Revolution Radio. And this is Rinse and Repeat by Evelyn Ross. Thank you so much, all Thank of you. you again. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a wonderful night. Thank you.
through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.